Hey everyone, this is Tom Miller and my business partner and teammate Katie Reidenauer. Hey Katie, how are you today? Great, how are you? Fantastic. We are here from Leaders Building Leaders and this is part of our Teacher Leader Consortium call and they have been asking us uh, to put some, um, to uh, put a lesson together on, on how do you have difficult conversations. So, you know, Katie, I pulled every resource I could find and um, I've had a few difficult conversations and I've avoided a lot more difficult conversations. So as I was reading and going through, I was like, oh yeah, this is me. This is me uh, to the T. So if you've never read the book, Crucial Conversations, it's a great tool and resource. Um, and it also comes with some free resources and there's some assessments in there. But uh, if you've been on any part of our you know, trainings in the past or or really, um, uh, you know, listen to us. We've re we've talked about it's all about relationships, mm -hmm. communication, and seeking to understand. So as I was rereading this book and going through my notes over the last couple of years and reviewing the assessments that I took years ago, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much uh, dead on when it comes to having any sort of crucial or difficult or challenging conversation. Um, it really comes down to trust and relationships and just where you are. Uh, with the person that you're talking to. So I don't know, if, have you ever had any experience with, with any of the trainings through Crucial Conversations or Fierce Conversations or just in general? Yeah, every, all the time. <laughs> you know, crucial, I mean, having difficult conversations is what creates relationships, whether it's with, you know, the principals and the teachers we're working with, to be honest, you know, when we're coaching a principal, we have to be honest with them. Or when I'm working with a school to write a grant, I have to be honest and say, I don't think that's a good enough goal. That's not strong mm. enough. It's not measurable enough. Um, of course, you have to say it in a way where they will hear it. But, uh, but it's crucial for the success of whatever it is we're going after. Yeah, you've made a lot of really good points there. You know, whether or not they're ready to hear it, whether you say it in the right tone, you know, whether it's really about you, there's so many pieces. So um, as we strive uh, to be um, the most trustworthy and transformative uh, leader, uh, school leadership company and community in the world, I mean, this is a big part about what we have to do. And we have difficult conversations every single day. But what the key is, you know, that I've, you know, gone back through my notes, it's really the emotion that you're in at the moment that makes it crucial or not. Because we have difficult conversations every single day, right? I've got two kids. I've been married and, and, you know, with my spouse since, you know, seventh grade almost. You know, it's almost, you know, 30 years of knowing her and, you know, 20 years in a, in a relationship. And you have, you know, three boys and a wonderful husband. I mean, every day you're having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. But what makes them actual crucial conversations with is actually what the definition in the book is, is a discussion between two or more people where the stakes are high and the opinions mm -hmm. vary, and emotions, uh, um, you know, rule rule the moment, right? Mm -hmm. um, emotions rule rule strong, and so, you know, as I was uh, thinking through this, we've really become masters at avoiding tough conversations, right? I mean, it's like I remember it started for me when I was just a little kid. I think about you know seventh grade on, I pretty much avoided any type of you know uh, public. Uh, communication up through college almost uh, because I just didn't want to have tough conversations and I didn't like the way I sounded and I had a stutter and you know who wanted to listen to me it's like I had zero confidence to even have a conversation with someone if they put me in a wrong spot yeah. how about you do you do you uh, remember times when you were younger you know getting really good at avoiding avoiding conversation 
Sure. That's why I was kind of the funny person because mm. that was a way to be socially acceptable. And we moved every 18 to 24 months. So it was my way of fitting in <laughs> and, but it doesn't always set you up for success, you know, cause then you're expected to always be the funny person, but then it's harder to be the smart person or the trustworthy person if you're the funny person. So Mm. I had to learn to not necessarily rely on that so much um, to find other ways to be part of a combination. Right. And as we get older, as we get older, we actually get even better at avoiding, right? Or, you know, creating those uh, barriers, what it, what it might be. So one of the things, and, you know, you just hit on a few of them, Katie, um, you know, typically we either avoid, right? We either avoid it, right? That's, that's the first part. We either avoid the hard conversation. We maybe face it and handle it poorly. I can remember a dozen, hundred of those. Or we face, you know, we put up face-to-face -face and we handle it well. And, mm -hmm. and I could probably count on one hand the times that I felt like, boy, that went a lot better than I, than I thought it would, right? Right. And and really the key is there that, you know, it's it's the story that we create internally that actually creates the emotion of that crucial conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's, you know, whatever story we we think is going to happen to be able to get there. I see your puppies are home. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. There's some kind of we're having a crucial conversation themselves, everybody. They are. Everybody I... out there, whether you're listening to the archive or live, meet uh, you know, Katie, you want to introduce your, your pups to the world? Well, they're actually not even in the same room with me. It just sounds like that. <laughs> and Oakley, and yeah, I don't know what was causing that ruckus, but <laughs> I apologize for that. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we're not we're not designed really well to have emotional conversations. I mean, I, I know when I get emotional, I get I get dumb. I lose IQ points. I don't really have a lot of IQ points to give away, uh, but I know uh, you know for a fact. And not only that, it's in my DISC personality profile, which I love. If you haven't had a chance to take a DISC personality profile, um, man, what amazing information there. But my DISC that profile tells me that under stress, I seek two things, control and accuracy. So, so as soon as I get emotional, I'm looking for really what's, what's best for me. And mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not the way uh, to start or have any um, important uh, discussion about anything, right? You know, seeking control and accuracy um, is uh, wrong. But if I didn't take the DISC uh, profile, I really I wouldn't have that awareness where I could read it and understand it. I would have the awareness of just, but that conversation went bad. Or every time I do that, that doesn't work out for me. Right? I have to go <laughs> can't back. Can't be me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> can't be me. Everybody else must be on the wrong, the wrong path. Uh, so if you haven't done it, oh gosh, you know, go to our website. You can uh, right at the top, um, lbleaders.com, and there's a disc icon at the top, and you can take one and. It's, it's incredible information. And I know all the teachers in our teacher leader consortium have had it and are utilizing it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so, so let's, so what types of, since, since the bulk of our audience are, are school leaders and teachers and, you know, what, what types of crucial conversations do we have in schools? What do you think? Here's some well, examples. So I'm just thinking of a really common one is when uh, what the principal has asked people to do and what they're doing 
there's a gap. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when we talk to principals, like, well, what are you going to do about it? There's avoidance. There's, you know, people who have a big clash. And and then there are people who know how to sit down and say, you know, help me understand, you know, what's, what are you doing and how can we get you to where you need to be? Um, But there are a lot of avoiders (laughs) who are like, it's going to get better. And well, how's that going to work? How's that going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Right. And then you have, you know, adult to student and student to mm-hmm. student and adult adult to parent and teacher to principal, right? There's just all these opportunities. And you know, right now I'm, you know, interim uh, principal at a at a um a pretty much one hundred percent uh free and reduced lunch, uh very high minority uh school. And you know, me being a, a white male, I mean I had to instantly, instantly learn oh my gosh, I have to build rapport, you know, mm-hmm. before I can have any difficult conversation, right? Because I just, I don't, I haven't earned the right, I haven't earned the permission. So if you're mm-hmm. a student of leadership, you'll understand it's not about the position. So sometimes the first mistake is we use our position to mm-hmm. have a crucial conversation, right? We're, we're not starting with the heart and you have to start with the heart when you mm-hmm. begin any difficult conversation, you know, you know, I begin with, with, you know, what role did I maybe have here, right? And or mm-hmm. am I asking questions to seek to understand, or am I just immediately judging, um, you know, what I see, right? Because, you know, you and I are both about to go through this um, Think and Grow Rich uh, study, with you know, in the missing chapters, and 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 the author of of this book, Paul uh, Martinelli, talks about, you know, one of the biggest issues in 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 having these uh, difficult conversations is, is that we look through the lens of our story mm-hmm. without trying to identify their story, right? And so that's a big part. So you have to start with the heart right away and you need to have the right motive. You know, what, what is my goal here, right? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? in in addressing this uh, situation, right? So it starts with me first, what role did I have in this problem? You know, um, in fact, I wrote myself a note here. I said um, that a lot of people criticize others for character flaws that they see in themselves. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's, yeah. I mean, you, we're always really harsh and almost hypocritical and we're judging people and not having things done. But when I was a teacher, I wasn't always the most prepared. I was very loyal and dedicated to my kids, but I wasn't always prepared, um, mm-hmm. right? And so me, you know, walking the hallways, I had to think, okay, what, okay, what is our expectations, right? And that's what you mm-hmm. hit on first is what is our expectation here? What's, what's we've, what have we committed and agreed to that's either down on paper or we've already had a conversation about it? Because if I don't have those, it's really hard for me to even start that a difficult conversation. What do you think, Katie? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I'm thinking is, um, you know, actually, this was the basis of my first book, Mm. managing, managing your classroom with heart, right? You have to start with the heart Mm. that if, uh, if you just try to teach somebody or lead somebody, because you're the teacher, or you're the principal, it's not going to work. But I'm thinking that in the interim position that you are in right now, that because there is such a 
difference of, you know, you're a different race, a different socioeconomic status, that, that it requires you to reach for the heart even more, that you have to spend even more time because you, it's going to be harder to build rapport than if you were working with people who looked and, you know, like you and had the same life experience. And, and I think a lot of times we have to remember, oh, yeah, I, you know, as I used to teach in um, low-income minority schools, and, you know, here I am, just the chipper white lady, and, um, but, I, but I always try to remember, like, I've had a different life experience, but we've also had some, some of the same life experiences, right? Mm. I love my parents. I love my brothers and sisters. I want to have a successful life. They have all those same wants, so connecting with them on how we're similar is really important. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think about Robin Williams and a good, uh, good uh, will hunting, right? When he's when he's when he's done the emotional part, and he 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 actually that's a great actually. It just that's a process that they actually talk about in crucial conversation, right? First mm. is it's what do I want for myself, right? What did Robin Williams want in that? you know, conversation. He, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, Will tore his heart out, right? When he, when he judged him on the painting mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, I said, what do I want for myself, right? He, he stepped out to make it safe, right? He left the conversation. He, he did get overly emotional, but he left the conversation. So you know, what do I want for myself? What do I want for, for, for others? Right? What did he want for Will? He did want to help Will, right? But mm-hmm. Will had been, you know, years and years of going through every, um, you know, psychiatrist and, and it was just way smarter. But he said to him, he said, do you think I have any idea what it, what it's like to be an orphan? Because I read um, Oliver Twist, right? I, th- <laughs> I think he started giving examples. Yeah. And, and I think about that, right? A lot of our students right now um, that are at this school are, they've been displaced from their home because there was a gas leak and a lot of them are living in, in you know, hotels and motels or wherever that they can for mm. these last couple of weeks after the holidays. And so they, you know, I'm trying to reinforce a uniform policy. I have to be really careful. Right. Because right? they might not have any control. It's nope. not a discipline issue. It's a, do they have access? Yeah. Yeah. And that was really like my first week was I had to be, I had to, I had to shut down what I wanted to do and say, I wanted to restore order. I wanted to create, you know, boundaries and remind everybody that there is someone in charge here at this school, but I didn't want to lose the relation. And I knew that the Mm -hmm. best way to get relation was to build influence with the, with the individuals who had, you know, the most influence, right. You know, those Mm -hmm. uh, students. And I made the mistake on the first day, I pulled a kid out of line and had a conversation in front of his peers, and oh. I lost him for about a week. And I had I I was able to get him back, and I I told him I was sorry, and it was a mistake, and I'll never do it again. And he taught me a lot, you know. And since then, gosh, he approaches me in the hallway like every day, <laughs> but it took me a day or two of reflection, right? So, what do I want for myself, and what do I want for others? Okay. And what do I really want for the relationship? I mean, it has to start. If you're reaching for the heart, ask yourself those three questions. What do I want for myself? What do I want for others? And what do I want out of this relationship? Until I can answer those, it's really hard for me to reach for the heart. Because otherwise, I'm just in a positional leadership conversation and I'm mm-hmm. fully judgmental and full of assumptions. And you're probably not going to get much out of it. You're going to get a bottom line uh, response. So, and then, and then you want to do you want to be able to identify 
with clarity, two things. What, well, what do I want and what do I not want out of this hmm. upcoming conversation, right? So, but I, you know, for, for example, you may say, so what I really want is us to communicate at a higher level because you know, we're much better as teammates, right? Or we're much better collaborators and you know, the organization's gonna get you know, further when, when we're working together. Mm-hmm. And what do I don't want is what I don't want is I don't want to be communicating only via email and, you know, text and us avoiding mm-hmm. each other in the hallway. Right. So you're getting really clear about what do I want and what do I don't want. And then what you got to do is you got to condense that right into mm-hmm. a very short sentence about what I want is I want us to take this team to the next level in a collaborative relationship but I don't want to do that through email and, you know, text mm. and, you know, you know, I mean, whatever it is, right? whatever they, you know, thing is. And, and that's the, that's, that, that's a great way to start a candid, you know, conversation is to be very clear about what do I want out of this? Um, clear to you, right? If it's not clear to you, it's definitely not going to be clear to the other person because right, you're not right. going to be able to communicate it. And um, we get, we get really drunk on emotion sometimes mm-hmm. and it's hard. So sometimes you got to take that, step back out of that out of that conversation to uh, be able uh, to have that right and then and then you're going to start to find some some healthy options right what is the what is the compromise that we're trying to get to what's the purpose of this Mm -hmm. you know what do we both want right we both really want the same things but what we fight over i learned is the strategy to get there Mm. right because mostly Mm -hmm. everybody in your organization wants the same thing you yeah. just don't always agree on how, how we're going to get there together, right? So sometimes you have to be inventive with your strategies to be able to get to that mm. compromise. You know, like, let's say, you know, I know, you know working with, with an executive director and, and, and uh, you know, their team and, and two of the principals just don't talk. They don't talk via email. They don't answer mm. each other's emails. They don't address each other at all. And I was just saying, it's like, look, you know, ultimately – we have to get to a, a, a compromise, right? Based upon the purpose of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about me, yeah. it's not about you, it's about, it's about an organizational um, you know, piece, so. Yeah, so. so I, don't you think this you know? requires some, vul- go for it, you got this it. Make, um, this makes me think you really have to be vulnerable. Mm. You, know, you have to be comfortable with getting vulnerable with your team in order to do this. And I'm just thinking of my own experience as a principal that I had some team members who thought I was really hard to communicate with and others thought, no, Katie's really easy to come communicate with. And it's because I had been really vulnerable with them and saying, you know, like when we had a problem, I'm like, well, what do you think? What do you think is going to solve it? With the other ones, I just said, this is what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> you know, so there were two totally different perceptions of me. And it was yeah. led by me. You no, know, I could blame nobody else but myself. Right. So there was a story inside of you that was driving that communication. Right. And the story inside mm-hmm. of you, these individuals I can trust and they've already executed for me mm-hmm. and they speak my language. These individuals here, right. they take too long or they don't or they're not equipped. Right. Might not have been the reality, but it was your reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when emotions get too high, okay, so let's say that we've, we've, you know, started this conversation and, and, you know, we move in two directions, either silence or violence, you know, sometimes. And I, and I remember, um, when I was a, um, 
interim executive director and we were getting to the end of the year where um, we had to you know hire back staff and uh, the board uh, did not want to hire back certain people and I hadn't been there long enough to fully evaluate everyone right I didn't think it was everyone's fault mm -hmm. that the school was in this uh, bad of shape and so I know there was one particular person on this list that one or two board members were just had a personality conflict with right and and this person had not always mm -hmm. acted in the best of uh, the organization but I was giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe again you know myself maybe looking for more you know silence you know than uh, violence in a situation and they and and the board questioned like every person on our list and then they got to this person and I was I just felt so much emotion. I just had an outburst at the board meeting about, you don't know, you're not here every day, blah, blah, blah. I just stormed out of the meeting. <laughs> and I collected oh, wow. myself. Yeah, terrible. You know, and I, I collected myself and I came back and, and, you know, I could still feel the emotions, but as I was reading through this one part of the, of the, of the process, it really hit me like, I didn't do a very good job one of staying in in you know the story right my story was that the board mm. didn't know didn't care and they were using mm. more of a like a personal decision to not bring back this this employee mm. and what I should have done is is when I stepped out I should have excused myself rather than you know a you know busting out right, right. or I should have had pre-conversation right. with that you know with that those uh, board members to be able to get there but in crucial conversations they uh, lay out you know when you come back in one you apologize right mm. and you thank them for waiting right and two is is that you 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 look at the uh, contrasting part right is that the last thing that I want to do is I want to create a conflict between, you know, the management team and the board. And I know that your job is hard and I know that it's a difficult and, you know, you have full responsibility of this organization. Right. I mean, whatever it is. So, so you're coming back in into this conversation. It might be a day later. It could be a week later. It could be 30 minutes later. doesn't matter, but you're going to, you know, first, you know, you know, you know, apologize for whatever appearance, you know, whatever that appearance may cause, because if someone walks out, they might like instantly judge like, you know, the heck with them. Right. I mean, I've already I, you know, I already lost uh, credibility. But when you come back in, you got to be able to, to explain yourself in a sense is, look, we all have the same purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. I let my emotions get the best of me. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to, you know, judge and I don't want to, um, you know, um, let me just clarify the process here, you know, whatever it is, but, you know, sometimes we get very, very upset about, you know, being questioned as uh, leaders by our board or by, you know, whoever in our mm. organization. So you have to create a, that a mutual purpose, right? What is it that we all want to get to? And that's, you know, the most highly qualified mm -hmm. teachers or, you know, you, you know, the most highest uh, performing results, whatever that may be. Uh, but you have to use a process, right? So it's called CRIB. It's uh, commit to a mutual purpose, right? What is it that we all want um, to get to? And then um, the R is, is uh, uh, rely on a strategy, right? So mm -hmm. rely on the strategy to get there as, as, as an organization. So commit to what we want to get, right? 
and recognize the purpose behind the strategy. Because that's what I was saying. It's usually we don't, you know, both of us wanted the same thing, but their strategy was different than mine. Right. And because I seek control and accuracy, it wasn't about the board. It was about me. And I was being judged, you know, based upon um, those boards questions of us, right. And our work. So, and then, so then you have to, so, so then you just have to sometimes invent a mutual purpose, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to go from where we were to just, you know, like inventing, okay, well, what, well, what is it that we can all agree to? Mm-hmm. And then you brainstorm on a strategy that can get everybody there. Right. So, so commit to a mutual purpose. Um, recognize the purpose behind the strategy, right? You know, and this is just you in your head. Like you, you, you have to work through it, like mentally and emotionally. And it's hard to do that when you're in the emotion, unless you constantly practice. Right, right. And get to that point. This is literally a crib note. You it literally, know is, crib. literally is a crib note. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and and then so it was interesting, and I was doing some other work. You know, feelings drive your actions. I mean, whatever you feel is what. So I was I was feeling untrusted, right? I had already done all of this work to turn the school around, and here we were, darn it! Why weren't they just approving my thing? And you got to be careful. You know, uh, you you don't want your feelings um, to leave your legacy, right? Mm-hmm. You do only if you're you know, searching for the right thing. So, um, so you have to master your story. Okay. You have to, you have to master your story about whatever that is and, and, and understand that your, how you feel is going to drive how you act uh, and Mm -hmm. how you act is going to get you your, your uh, results, right? It's, it's your, it's your reaction, your response um, to the action that really creates your um, results. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get judged by your response, whether mm-hmm. you're cool, calm, and collected, or you fly off the handle. That's what people are going to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you know, when you're in the moment, you know, you're going to notice your behavior, right? So you have to start learning how to notice your behavior and know. So now I know when I get into tough conversations, I'm going to probably see control and accuracy. So you know, like. I started to write a note at the top of my, um, you know, notebook now, right. <laughs> is, 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 um, notice, notice your feelings, right. Notice your emotion or, mm. or, you know, be aware or, you know, listen, like whatever the strategy is, I have to go into that meeting to know that it's not about me. Um, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, uh, remind myself, right. And then feel what, what emotions are causing me to act this way, right. The lack of, mm trust the lack of you know you know you know like um it, it was really a trust you know situation there it's just you know i didn't feel you know trusted i didn't feel mm. like um like you know come on how about like a pat on the back here for all the work that i just did for this organization you know um and it wasn't a way but you, you have to what emotions are you know causing me and then tell tell a story what story is making me act this way like what story am I creating in my head that is re- resulting in me storming out the darn door during a board meeting? Like, you know, I'm the they executive director. They don't trust director. me. They don't appreciate me. <laughs> yeah, these they, board members, they, they just come once a month. They don't have a darn clue, right? It's all about them. That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, and then what, you know, what do you, it has to go back to what do you see? What do you hear? And get back to the facts of, 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 you know, where we are, you know, take, take away, um, you know, the fake story and, you know, do that. So I want to share, I know we only got a couple minutes left, but I want to share three, three ways to communicate this if you're in that you know difficult conversation so you've gone through that whole uh, process right you've 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 worked through your emotions you've built clarity in your purpose you understand and so it could start with this here's what you know so when you're like approaching somebody um hey here's what we agreed to but here's what i see so help me understand right Here's what you know, we agreed to. We agreed that everybody would be at their door greeting students at 7.30. However, I walked through the hallways today at 7.33 and there was no one at your door. Can you just help me understand you know, where, where were you or, or was that clear? You know, whatever it was. Because then once you understand where they were and what happened, then you can clarify, right? You can clarify that conversation. You can clarify that expectation. And then you get into this one that I love. It's in the uh, Simon Sinek uh, taught it to me. Well, when you weren't there at your door, it made me feel as though you weren't on board as a team. So when I feel that way, you know, I started to assume that you just didn't care about the uh, directive. So moving forward, you need to you know, communicate to your teammate next door, right? Or you need to communicate to me when you're not going to be at your door at you know, 7.30, right? So start again. So here's what we all agree to, set the expectation, but here's what I see or here's what I heard. So can you help me understand of how that, you know, how that happened? And then clarify, redirect based upon whatever they tell you, right? You're seeking to understand. Now, if they did something that hurts you, right, it goes in this, it can go in any of these orders, but it's, it's tell them specifically what they did wrong, the feeling or the emotion you got when they did it, and what will be the result or the consequence, okay? So you're starting to seek to understand, here's what we agreed to, here's what I see or heard, so help me understand. Now, it's your decision of how many you allow that, right? How deep or how many times? I mean, if they do this every day, then this is, you know, this is a whole other issue, right? This is, this is a whole different podcast, a whole different, you know, lesson that you need, need uh, to be listening to. But I really love that aspect where it says, well, when you, when you turned your back on me, right? Or when you told me to shut up, or when you told me um, that I didn't care to be at, you know, my door at, you know, whatever time, it made, it, it made me feel like you weren't part of the team, right? Or it made me feel like student safety isn't important, right? Going back to the why. Or that greeting students isn't important. And what's more important to you is, you know, having your class prepared, you know, whatever it is. So moving forward, if you do it again, here's what the, here's what the consequences are going to be, right? And then, so that's one. And I'll, I'll make sure that I put all these in the notes. I'm going to download this and I'll put my notes out there for you and you guys can uh, grab it. But there's a, there's a book that John Maxwell wrote called uh, Leader Shift. And um, there's, uh, there's on, on page 96, and I'll uh, take a picture of this and uh, I'll put it in the portal. Or if you're listening, 
um, and you don't have access to the portal, you can email me at tom at lbleaders.com for this or just you know, check out the book Leadership. But on page 96, there's about 10 questions to consider uh, before having difficult conversations to best prepare yourself. And I love this. And I love these questions. Some of them are, you know, have I invested in the relationship enough to be candid with them, right? So this is moving from, um, uh, 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 you know, from pleasing people to challenging people. Or, um, or am I sure that I'm not speaking up because I feel threatened, right? So it's a yes, no list of 10, and then it helps you take, take that next step. But this is what I really love in here, and I want to share a couple of these with you. When a tough conversation is needed, you have to do it right. So, the one, so state the issue clearly at the uh, beginning using the phrase, are you aware that, blah, right? So just like I just said, here's what we agreed to. Are you aware that all teachers you know, need to be prepared for their lesson or at the door at 7.30? Or, um, or are you aware that you know, there's 100 kids in third grade and when you're not at your door, that um, you know, uh, creates a, uh, a safety and security problem uh, uh, for the rest, right? And then ask them to tell you their perspective, right? So this is, this is getting off of your story and getting on their story. Right. Start start with the phrase. I need you to help me understand the situation. So I just I just love that these are really great phrases for you to adopt. And again, I'll put these in in our uh, teacher leader consortium uh, portal for you. I'll have them typed up so so you have them. And every time that you're listening, you're repeating what they say. Like, I want to make sure I'm clear. This is what I heard you say. Right. Or am I hearing you correctly in boom, boom, boom. When you, when you restate what you've heard, you're building even a deeper connection, right? You are, you are basically building that bridge and you let them know, hey, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. So repeat back what you heard, allow them to respond and, and, and look for that common ground, right? Just like we talked about that, that um, you know, so just like the crucial conversations piece, you're uh, looking for a um, that you know purpose, right? What's the purpose that we can all agree to? What's the purpose we can agree to? Right? And arrive on that, that agreement what's best for the both of you. And if you can't come to an agreement on the issue and the solution, then you just maybe table the conversation and agree to meet again, especially if you're feeling that it's not safe, right? If the if the conversation's turning and it's getting emotional and you're not feeling um, safe. So, and then, and then on the end of it, see the growth opportunity that lies within the tough conversation. You know, you're, you're building awareness, you're, you're growing capacity in your team. You're not only growing yourself, but you're uh, growing everybody else. I mean, if you're the person with the higher level of awareness in a conversation, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to help that person build, build their awareness. And then, uh, you know, lastly, Seekly to maintain a positive relationship is, you know, something we share. What do you, you know, what's, what's, you know, best, you know, what do I want for me, what do I want for others, and what do I want out of this relationship? And that's really the whole point. And even having that difficult conversation is that, you know, no one wants to have them at times, right? But the most important part is that what do I want out of this relationship as a result at, at the end? And I'm not saying you have to be buddy-buddy with everybody, but you have to be able to have honest and respectful, critical conversations. So I hope this lesson was helpful for you. And, um, and if you're listening to this uh, through one of our other uh, programs and not the Teacher Leader Consortium, 
the Teacher Leader Consortium is a is is a um, an ongoing uh, professional development for uh, teachers who want to be more and do more and build capacity in uh, their school. Uh, so you can learn more about that at um, at our website lbleaders.com. You go under our best school programs. And if you're part of our program, I love it. And, uh, you know, give me some feedback. Uh, was this helpful to you? Uh, what else do you want to continue uh, to learn? And, and um, I'm really, really proud of you. So remember, right, you want to, A, let's just go through this process one more time, one more time. So A, you're going to work to seek to understand, right? What role did I have in this problem? You're gonna work through the emotional uh, questions. Make sure that you're, that you're um, approaching the uh, conversation, not on your agenda, right? You're seeking to understand. You're asking clarifying questions. You're getting feedback. You're staying, staying emotionally in the conversation and not letting outside stories impact your feeling. Because if you allow it to impact your feeling, um, odds are you're going to get a little bit lower IQ and you're going to act in either silence or violence. So avoid that. Step back. If you have to step back to, to make it safe, do that and, and regroup and then come back in and uh, focus on uh, the facts or the truths of the situation. I believe in you and I believe in your dreams and I'm so excited for you and uh, continue to work hard on yourself. It, it works if you work it. Just every single day working to get a little bit better. Thanks everybody.